Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to another podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to continue the conversation with my little sister, Squirt. We have some more fun stories from family vacations, and we pick on my brother, Jared, a little bit. So some of the other fun stories that we have come from spending time as a family in Florida. My parents would take us to Disney World about every third year. Sometimes every other, sometimes every third. Because mom and dad had season tickets to the Utah Jazz. And after they lost to the Bulls in the finals, dad decided that a better use of money would be to buy some timeshares so that we could all go to places as a family. So we'd go down to Florida and spend time down there. And dad traveled quite a bit after he got out of the military because he worked for a flight simulator company. So he would cash in miles and take us places. And all of my family loved Disneyland except for me. I'm glad they like it. I'm glad they enjoy a big rat. However, for me, I would just as soon fish. I could stay at the hotel and fish in the pond at the hotel and catch bass all day, every day for seven days straight. And that, to me, would be a success. Nothing sounds more horrendous to me than standing in line in the sun on asphalt in Florida. Oh, I can't do it. Meanwhile, the rest of my family finds that entertaining. So when we were younger... I did enjoy the rides. I still enjoy rides and roller coasters. That part of it's really fun for me. So on one occasion, we were staying at the Marriott in Orlando, and there were birds all over. So they were, I don't know if they were grackles, but they were the blackbirds. And they were coming up really, really close to the balcony window. But we weren't really on a balcony because we were on the main level. So we were on the ground floor. So I started breaking up little pieces of, I think that they were biscuits, like breakfast biscuits. So I was breaking up these little pieces of biscuit, and I would scatter them out on the patio outside of our hotel sliding glass door. And my mom always has thread and needles and emergency sewing kits and things like that. So I steal her thread, and I tie a slipknot in it. So I set this little slipknot outside, put out a bunch of these little biscuit crumbs, and I'm waiting for birds to step in the noose. And they'd step in the noose, and I'd pull it, and I'd, it'd tighten up around their legs. And then they'd be trying to fly away, and I'd have them by the string, and I'd be pulling them in. And you had to be really gentle because they were bigger birds, and it was really thin thread, and so it would break all the time. And pretty soon, people started paying attention because birds are flying around on the end of strings out of our hotel window. So I couldn't do that anymore. Well, it was getting close to dark, so we decide we're going to go catch frogs. I like to catch frogs. And Ash has a pretty good version of that, so I'll let her tell that story. So I was only about six on this trip, and all we had to hold the frogs was a brown paper bag, like just a normal lunch bag. And there were a lot more frogs than I think we anticipated because Jared and Travis and I were all catching frogs and they were just small ones. And then our bag was, I don't know, maybe two thirds of the way full and Travis finds a toad and he's like, Hey, you guys look at this. 
and he brings it over and sets it on top of our frog load and <laughs> it immediately pees and the bag breaks and frogs are everywhere. And our hotel room was on the ground floor. Our mom had left the sliding glass door open. We were pretty close to the pool, so frogs are going in every direction. And there are girls screaming in the pool that there are frogs. Mom is saying, Travis, as frogs are hopping into our hotel room. (laughs) And we are scrambling to pick up all these frogs and to not be the ones in trouble again. (laughs) So we get in trouble all the time. In fact, that reminds me of another time. Epcot Center is probably the most boring of all Disneyland adventure theme parks. In your opinion. In my opinion. And when you get over to the little Japan World place, there were these little tiny lizards all over the rocks. And they also had koi. And those of you who've listened to my podcast in the previous episodes know that koi to me is just another fish to be caught. Well... You can't fish in the Japan park of Disney World, apparently, in Epcot Center. But what you can do is catch the little lizards that are running around and throw them in the water. And you can watch the koi eat the lizards, which was extremely entertaining for me. And then I thought, well, if there's fish in the koi pond and they're trying to eat the lizards, I wonder if there's bigger fish across the walkway in the big part of the park. So I caught another lizard, and I went over there and dropped it in. At this point, apparently some people had seen me, and they're like, what are you doing throwing those lizards in the water? At which time a duck came out from underneath the bridge and ate the lizard. And I'm like, oh, that was awesome. And I went to go get another lizard, and people were saying stuff, and my parents figured out that I was causing a scene. And so they put the kibosh on that pretty quick. But we still catch lizards every time we're at the Japanese World Showcase. (laughs) See, I don't even know what the name of it is. It's been many, many years since I went there. And there will be many, many more before I go again, if ever. That's all right. You can look (laughs) at all my pictures. (laughs) So another one of my favorite Travis memories, adventures that we've been on is we got to go deep sea fishing for my first time when I was about 17. And there was only four of us. And we went on this little, like, 13-foot boat. Oh, it was bigger than that. It was like a 21 no, or 26-foot little. It was off of Cocoa Beach, Florida. So we were on the Atlantic side. And we went with Captain Stan. He took us, I don't know, maybe half an hour out there on this boat. And, and wasn't the boat called Cool Beans? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was. So Captain Stan, Cool Beans, he was a fun guy. He was a fun guy. He... He was very knowledgeable. He started chumming the waters, telling us what to do, what to expect, the kind of fish we were about to catch, what to do when we catch a fish, not to freak out, you know, the chances of catching things like sharks or um, barracudas and things like that that I was worried about. He said we're pretty low and not to worry. So we all had a great day. I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught, a great big king mackerel could barely even lift it and in my picture captain stan had to reach over and hold the um what is that called travis the gaff the gaff yes i'm very well versed in fishing knowledge so he was helping me hold my fish up for my picture at about that time our brother caught something big yeah jared's a big guy so even at this age he was buckled down bent over bright red and cranking as hard as he could And even Captain Stan was like, I think you're on the bottom. 
And Jared says, no, 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 I felt it. It's definitely a fish. And he got it up maybe four or five turns of the reel. And then the fish went back down. And you could see the reel just pump, 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 zit, zit, zit. And off it goes back down to the bottom. And Captain Sand's like, yeah, that is a fish. Let's keep fighting it. So he worked on that for, I'm, I would remember maybe about 30 minutes. Like it was a, it was a while. All at once, it seemed like this great big nurse shark just came out from underneath the boat. We kind of gasped, at least I did, because I am terrified of sharks. It was really cool. Captain Stan told us to come and look at this awesome nurse shark that Jared had just caught. It was about six feet. And he, he told us that the skin feels a lot different than the way it looks. It looks really smooth and it's actually really rough and that we should try and touch it. It's smooth going from head to tail. It's like sandpaper going from tail to head, like all sharks. We all kind of lined up and there wasn't a lot of room for me. So I kind of went up by the head <laughs> and I reached out to touch it and it turned and I remember Captain Stan grabbing me and pulling me back. And it missed my hand by just a couple inches. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Captain Stan's like, don't pet its head. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to do that again. But it was cool. It was cool. And we caught tons of fish that day. That was a really fun day. That was also the day that the barracuda bit the red snapper in half. Oh, that's right. Jared had that big red snapper on, and just as it was getting to the top of the water, Captain Stan leaned over with the gaff to gaff the red snapper, and there was a barracuda must have just been hanging out under the boat. It was like a bolt of lightning, I swear. Came out from under the boat, cut his red snapper in half. Jared, all he had left was the head of the red snapper on the rod, and the cuda just sat there eating it. And the first thing Captain Stan and I do is grab another rod, let's see if we can catch that, but... He was satisfied with his giant red snapper and wouldn't give us the time of day. So what other stories do you remember? I'll, I always have lots of stories of you. Which ones do you want me to share? <laughs> you can share any stories you want. Hmm. And I will let everyone know how false they are and fabricated. Sure. I can tell them of all the times when my older siblings would babysit me as my parents would go out on date. And we would always end up watching scary movies. <laughs> I remember watching Poltergeist. And then everyone was so freaked out that um, somebody needed something in the basement. And we went all together in a group <laughs> down into our unfinished scary basement. Something spooked one of you and you all took off and left me, <laughs> the youngest by a lot, down in the basement in the dark by myself after watching Poltergeist. Thanks. But did you die? No, but I almost did. <laughs> sure thought I was going to. That was scary. We still do that. Jared was hands down the worst on watching scary movies, even to this day. I remember one time my oldest sister, She at this time she had three kids. The two oldest were boys and then a girl. And they were going to come and visit and stay with me. And I was about two hours away. And at the time I was living on the Utah-Idaho border. And it was a little farmstead, and it was just a, an acre. I had a barn and a nice little house, green grass out the back, and then about 100 acres of corn that was off my property, but my grass went right up to the edge of this corn. My sister drops off her kids, and I remember my nephews and niece going to the backyard because they really want to go play. And I tell them, be careful around the barn. 
because there's some wasp nests, so not to get stung by wasps. And they're just out there playing, having a good time. All of a sudden, the two youngest come in in tears. I'm like, oh no, what's happened? And then the oldest, Chandler, comes in and says, yeah, we're all kind of really freaked out right now. And I'm like, okay, uh, everything's fine. There's nothing going on. And he says, no, I think we need to go home. We can't sleep here. Like, what do you mean you can't sleep here? We're all afraid of the aliens. Like, what are you talking about? The aliens? Well, we were at Uncle Jared's house, and he let us watch the movie Signs. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Signs, there's alien spaceships in the cornfield, and the aliens come out of the corn and invade. So my nephews and niece were freaked out, and I had to drive them home. So that was a great experience. Thanks, Jared. Well, while we're telling Jared stories, I can embarrass him with this one. <laughs> so I was at college at Utah State, and he was at college at UVSC at the time. It's UVU now. And he called me one night. said, hey, Ash, how you doing? Like, uh, fine. Hanging out with my roommates. Hey, have you seen that new movie, The Ring? I said, no. He said, well, it's kind of... It's kind of freaky. I just went and saw it with my friends. Just wondering if you've seen it yet. And I was like, okay, this is like so weird that he's calling me. And I was trying to get off the phone with him. And he's like, well, I kind of just don't want to be alone right now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I sat and talked with my brother for a minute. And so then I thought, hey, if it scares my brother, this has got to be a good movie. So my roommates and I all went to go watch the movie The Ring that night. It was pretty freaky. I've seen my fair share of movies, and and I don't like that one very much. A funny, embarrassed Ashley story, though. Well, wait, I gotta finish that. <laughs> so that night with my roommates, I thought it would be hilarious because I would always shower at night to... If you've seen the movie, she has like dark hair, dark long hair that is kind of wet looking because she climbs out of a well and then crawls in on the floor. So I thought, hey here's my chance. And I put my long wet hair over my face and crawled into my dorm room and freaked everybody out. Didn't take the movie (laughs) as seriously anymore. So since Ashley's embarrassing people, let's go ahead and embarrass Ashley a little bit. Great. One of my favorite Ashley stories, I get a phone call and she says, I'm driving in Salt Lake and I don't know where I am. Like, okay. Can you pull over and tell me what the intersection is? It's like, no, I'm driving. I'm like, okay, but you need to pull. I don't want to pull over. I just need to get there. I'm going to be late. I'm like, well, if you're driving the wrong direction, you're going to be late anyway. So you really should pull over. Can you tell me, are you going north or south or east or west? I said, how am I supposed to know that? I don't know directions. I'm not good with this. Which is still true today. So I'm like, can you just tell me the next road you pass and which mountains you can see? And she said, I just went past Redwood Road. I'm like, okay. I just need the direction part now. Did you cross Redwood Road? Yes. Okay. So you're either going east or west. Are you going towards the Great Salt Lake or away from the Great Salt Lake? I'm going towards the Great Salt Lake. Okay, now I know where you are. Where are you trying to go? She said, well, I'm trying to go 
Where were you trying to go? I was meeting my friends, my college roommates at the Jordan Commons in Salt Lake. So you needed to go north. You're still asking me things <laughs> I'm not sure of. No, it was down towards Sandy. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I can't do that. <laughs> so she needed to go south. It still cracks me up. So I told her, you've already gone too far. You need to stop. At which point she gets mad at me. And hangs up the phone. And I'm thinking, huh, well, I know where she is. She doesn't know where she is. And she just hung up on me. She'll call me back. And a few minutes goes by. And she calls me back. I'm like, okay, have you calmed down now? She's like, yes. <laughs> okay, you need to turn left and just go that direction. She's like, okay, okay, thanks. Click. <laughs> that pretty much sums up our relationship. Right there. That experience. In my defense, it's Utah, and everything is under construction all the time. And there was construction, and I couldn't turn where you would tell me to turn. And then it would just make me more frustrated. And I was crying at this point, and it was not a great night, but it's okay. Yeah. You're alive. Mm-hmm. So there. You got that going for you. Yep. Which is nice. What other stories should we tell? What's your most upsetting story from your youth? Hmm. There's a lot of them. I don't know. Which one do you want to pick? And a lot of them involve you and Jared. Yeah. We weren't the best of brothers. No. But sometimes we were the best brothers. It varies. We were both the best and the worst. That's true. You were both very competitive, and so I could never win at anything. And you'd never let me play on the Nintendo... I'd have well, to sit and watch forever and not get to play. That's just Jared, because I also never get to play. <laughs> that's true. And the competitive part comes from my dad, because to this day, I and Jared and Ashley, and I don't think my older sisters, have ever beaten my father at a game of Risk. Never. I remember going to bed in tears, because my mom would let us you know, take over her part of the world. And she would say, Larry, just let them win once in a while. And my dad would say, they won't learn if you make it easy. So he would always make us compete. And we still haven't beat him. So, yeah, to this day, my father has still the risk champion in our family. Well, no one will play him anymore. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's annoying. It's a losing battle. <laughs> He's going to be super stoked that we're talking about him again. <laughs> That's okay. I get lots of phone calls. I don't remember that story. When did I ever say that? <laughs> well, I mean, I fish for a living. So I embellish a little tiny bit sometimes. A lot. However, I have a fish story. <laughs> and I outfished you one day. When we true. went camping, we had a secluded little spot up in the Uinta Mountains that we love to go every year. And... When I was younger, I liked to go camping a lot more than I do now. And I loved to go fishing with you guys. And we always had a competition to see who could get the most fish and who could get the biggest fish. One day, I beat everybody. We went down to the little stream that came off the reservoir. And there was a nice little hole. And my dad said, okay, Ash, go ahead and, and put the worm right over there. Let it go over the over the little waterfall and down into that hole and I got a fish 
And then he said, okay, you can do it one more time. There's usually, you know, a couple fish in each hole. So I did it again, got another fish. And he's like, okay, that's probably as good as it's going to get. Let's move down. And I said, no, I've got a good feeling about this. I think I'm going to stay right here. Like, well, and left me and walked down the river a little bit or the stream. And I stayed there and pulled six more fish out of that little hole and put them on the little Y stick that our dad showed us how to do and came around the bend to find my dad and my brother holding eight fish. And I won that day. (laughs) Eight fish was the limit during that time period. So yeah, Ashley limited out in one pool. You know a story you should tell? What? The day that you were able to speak to the cattle. No. (laughs) This is a misconstrued story. And it's not funny. It was pretty funny. It wasn't funny. I am afraid of cows. I always have been. (laughs) I don't know why. I just don't like them. And there was a whole bunch of cows in our yard from the neighbor's farm. I went and got on the trampoline so I would stay away from the cows. And I started jumping and I started mimicking the noises. And then you guys have teased me about it my whole life. To the layman who was standing and observing, it was a girl on a trampoline communicating with cattle. Moo. (laughs) It wasn't like that. It was a lot more realistic than that. But I have always been good with animals, so that's part of my charm. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening and get out there and live your stories.